What's up, y'all? Matt Hicks, the FF Educator, back at it again to continue our summer scouting series. This is part two of the wide receiver group. If you have not seen them already, make sure to check out episodes one and two of the running backs and episode one of the wide receivers. Quarterbacks are on deck, but before we get into that here, we need to talk about four more wide receivers that have the ability to headline a really talented wide receiver class. These wide receivers could end up pushing the value of the 2023 class sky high. You're going to want to make sure you are in on the Rookie Big Board Discord, the Rookie Big Board rankings. You can get access to the summer scouting reports, all of that available at patreon.com slash the rookie big board. Let's go ahead and get into it here with our first player, Kayshawn Boutte. Kayshawn Boutte is a well-rounded wideout coming in at 6.0190. But before we get into his actual tape evaluation, let's go ahead and get into his recruiting. He was a five-star recruit, second wide receiver overall in the 2020 class. He was the first player out of Louisiana, which is a hotbed for recruiting, and 24th nationally. 247 Sports goes back about 20-something years. Keyshawn Boutte is the 459th best all-time prospect that they have ever ranked or rated. That's pretty phenomenal. It came down to eight offers for him. He chose LSU over Alabama over Arkansas, over Colorado and Kansas. He did play in the Under Armour All-America game. Now, I like to point out here, the Summer Scouting Reports also has injury or red flags. I don't bring them up if a player doesn't have them, but it is worth noting that Keishon Boutte suffered a season-ending ankle injury in 2021, and he ended up having a second surgery on that ankle before spring camp in 2022. So I'm going to get into a lot of the highlights, a lot of the reason to be excited about Keishon Boutte. But I do want to point out that we've we've tackled surgery on that same ankle twice now. He is expected to be back and ready for the start of next season. So it could end up being a total non-factor. And I hope for Boutte it is. But just a little bit of caveat here before we get into this wide out. He is an absolute burner with the ball in his hands. He's fast off the line of scrimmage. He accelerates very well. He displays great lateral quickness and the ability to shake defenders in the open field. He has great contact balance, especially for a wide out. He is a smooth route runner, and he can make defensive backs bite All right, as he works through his post routes, as he works through his nice comeback routes. He also can break off a really nice slant. He runs a good out route, but he works best when he's asked to take the top off that defense. Give him the go route. Give him the vert. Kayshawn Boutte is going to make defenses uh, sorry that they give him any space, right? Kayshawn Boutte is an absolute monster on the field. I mentioned that he missed the 2021 season, the second half of the 2021 season with that ankle injury. He played in six games. He led LSU in receiving 
and receiving touchdowns. He only played in six games, but he led his team in receiving last year. He came on the year before with some ridiculous stats. Remember uh, when Jamar Chase chose not to play in that COVID year, when Justin Jefferson didn't finish, or I'm sorry, when Terrace Marshall didn't finish that COVID year, it was Kayshawn Boutte who came on and absolutely dominated in their absence, right? And he hasn't stopped since when he's been healthy, when he's been able to be on the field. For many folks, they consider Kayshawn Boutte to be their wide receiver one right now. I don't. I mentioned the last episode, I have JSN. The rookie big board has JSN right there at the top. But Boutte is not far behind. He's right in that same range with Addison for me. I'm projecting him to be a first-round rookie pick. Absolutely. Injury aside, right, barring injury, assuming health is back and on track, I'm expecting Kayshawn Boutte to be a first-round rookie pick, potentially top five, potentially top eight, depending on your league next year. Very talented wideout. All right, let's go ahead and get into Josh Downs here. Josh Downs is an interesting one. I would say a little bit more polarizing of a prospect here. Coming in at 5'10", 180, so a little bit less size. We talked about on the last wide receiver episode that this limited size isn't as much of a concern now as it might have been five or ten years ago. However, I do still proceed with a little bit of caution, right? You need to have that skill set to offset that frame. 5'10", 180. Let's start by digging into Josh Downs' recruitment profile here. Four-star recruit, 17th wide receiver, 95th nationally in that 2020 class. He's coming out of the state of Georgia. Josh Downs pulled 30 offers, including Penn State, including App State, including Arkansas. He ends up going to the Tar Heels. Now, at the time, this was a pretty large get. For the Tar Heels, right? I mean, we're talking early Mac Brown era. They had gotten Sam Howell the year before. And so Josh Downs coming to UNC was a pretty big get for the Tar Heels. In high school, Downs had a verified 44740. A verified 44740 in the opening regional in 2019. That's good, right? That is good. That's exciting. He had a 412 shuttle, 41.9 vert. All of those verified at the opening regional in 2019, played in the All-America Bowl as a senior in high school. Now, when we're talking about Josh Downs, we're talking about a speedy wideout. And despite his small frame, he has produced, I mean, he has produced, he has dominated in that North Carolina market share, right? He has been the guy for the Tar Heels, even though the past couple of years, he has had uh, NFL wideouts to compete with in that offense. But Josh Downs has always found a way to break out early and to produce often. All right. So he's a speedy wideout in short space. He can absolutely burn accelerating in that straight line. And it's not just before the catch. Downs works really well after the catch. There's multiple examples on tape. You go flip on the uh, Florida State tape, flip on the Virginia Tech tape. You can see multiple times he catches the ball. The defense gives him a lane, and he is gone. If the defense gives Josh Downs a lane, the second level or further downfield after the catch, it's over. It's a touchdown. He has that home run big play ability. And I think it's really special when players have that ability. It's not just before the catch, but also after the catch. He displays fluidity, athleticism when working through his routes. He shakes off defenders. He goes up and gets balls that are well over his head. Now he's 5'10". By his vertical ability, you'd think Josh Downs is pushing 6061, right? So he's never going to be confused by as a big-bodied wideout. 
but he does have enough vertical ability to offset some of that frame when it comes to contested catch situations. He has good handwork, good body control, working through the middle of the field or along the sidelines. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but he runs a really dangerous slant route. That's a lot of what he's doing after the catch. If he gets that slant route with that lane, it's game over, an effective comeback route. Nice drag, nice out route. I wouldn't say is a technically complicated route tree, but I wouldn't necessarily say he needs to. So the question for Downs as to where he ends up going in the NFL draft, and I currently have him projecting that 20 to 50 overall range, which is a good draft capital, right? Good draft capital. We like that. That checks a nice box for fantasy football. The question is going to be, can his speed and his hands offset the size? And we've seen it the last couple of years, Dotson, Smith, Sky Moore, we can offset the height concerns. We can offset the weight concerns, right? And so it's certainly not out of the realm of possibilities that Josh Downs is a top 50 selection. And then it's going to come down to the offensive fit, right, for the NFL and how we can project him for fantasy football. But at least at this moment, about eight months out from the 2023 NFL draft, Josh Downs looks like somebody who can absolutely be an impact player at the next level for fantasy football purposes. Now, somebody who's going to take a little bit more projection but actually currently is rated higher on the rookie big board. I expect him to get drafted higher than Josh Downs, and that is Jermaine Burton, right? And why I say we need some projection for Jermaine Burton is he's transferring over from UGA to Alabama. We'll talk about his recruiting profile in a second, but he was an exciting prospect. Like many other exciting wide receiver prospects in the last five years, he chose to go to Georgia. Like many other exciting wide receiver prospects in the last five years, he chose to go to Georgia and he ended up not being utilized well. I really hope we figure this out. I really hope these wide receiver recruits, these quarterback recruits, they figure out that Georgia is not the place to go if you're looking to be an offensive superstar, at least not as a wide receiver or quarterback. It works for running backs, and my goodness, does it work for their defensive players? Does it work for their offensive linemen? Right? It's just not what George is about. It's not what the system is about. But nonetheless here, Jermaine Burton is now at Alabama, who does have a track record of not only putting wide receivers in the NFL, but putting them in the top 15 and the top 20 consistent first-round wide receiver selections. There is no reason Jermaine Burton cannot be the next first-round wide receiver to come out of Alabama. So let's dig into the profile a little bit here, starting, as always, with the recruiting. A high four-star recruit, 82nd nationally in the 2020 class. He was the 15th wide receiver, and he is out of the state of California. So he went from the West Coast down to Georgia. Now he's scooting over to Alabama. He had 20 offers, including LSU, including Arizona State, including Oregon, but he ends up choosing Georgia. Now, as a transfer, remember 247 Sports, they re-rank you, they re-rate you. As a transfer, he was again a four-star, which I think is a reflection of the fact that we haven't seen a ton of production from Jermaine Burton. But he was the 10th overall transfer in this class, in the 2022 transfer class. He was the third overall wide receiver in this class, and he was one of the first guys to go. Verified. I gave a little pause there for drama because I really wanted to build to this. Verified. 443-40 time in 2018. That's fantastic, folks. That's at the opening regional 2018. 395 shuttle, 39 vert. Under Armour All-America played in the opening finals twice. Those are good showcase bowls to be playing in. Now, he's raw, right? Because we haven't seen a whole ton. But what we do see on his tape, on his limited tape, are tools. And he has those tools that are needed to make a major leap from the NFL draft 
or I should say from college to the top of the NFL draft to the top of fantasy football relevancy. He's a fast wideout. He gets off the line of scrimmage quickly. He displays the ability to release off of press coverage. He's a fluid runner. He works through his routes with ease. He displays the ability to shake off defensive backs. He displays and demonstrates a good catch radius and ample concentration, that mental concentration not always talked about, but really important. He often has to extend his body to catch balls, either thrown behind him, thrown over his head. I mean, Stetson Bennett was giving him a variety of opportunities here to prove that he could catch off-target passes. He closes space quickly. He has good lateral movement ability, but I will say at times he tries to do a little bit too much before, or I should say he tries to do a little bit too much after the catch. Was not asked to run a complicated route tree at Georgia. I perceive Alabama will ask him to do more, right? I think he has the ability to be a technically sound route runner, and I think the Crimson Tide are going to ask him to be. So, Jermaine Burton right now, low floor, very high ceiling. Somebody I'm absolutely getting in on in Debbie leagues right now, absolutely getting in on in Campus to Canton leagues. Somebody who I feel confident projecting as a first-round rookie pick next year, despite a very talented wide receiver class, despite a very talented quarterback class. We've talked about the talent in the running back class. The value of your first-round uh, picks are going to be very strong next year. Jermaine Burton is going to be a part of that. He's going to be a part of the reason that those picks are so valuable. All right, one more wide receiver here, and I did bury the lead a little bit because I really like Marvin Mims, but I saved him for last because I feel like everyone's saving him for last. So I wanted to make a point. I wanted to emphasize that I really like Marvin Mims. On the rookie big board right now, Marvin Mims is coming in fifth in my rankings, fifth in the rookie wide receiver rankings, right? And so you understand why he might get buried a little bit by JSN, might get buried a little bit by Keishon Boutte, but he's in this conversation, man. He's in this conversation for jo with Josh Downs. He's in this conversation with these top wideouts in this class. All right, so Marvin Mims, 5'11", 177, another guy that's coming in with a little bit smaller of a frame, a four-star recruit, 168th nationally, 29th wide receiver in the 2020 class. 30 offers. He ends up choosing Oklahoma over Colorado, over Stanford, over Arizona. Now, here's what's a little concerning with Marvin Mims, and we're going to get into this and the reason why I can't push him even higher in my rankings because I want to when I watch his tape. His verified 40 time uh, from 2019 is 467. Now, when I watch the tape, I don't see a 4-6 runner. I see a mid-4-5 runner, right? And most guys are going to improve their 40 times, especially if they didn't have a high 40 time, right, in high school. So I do think that his 40 time is probably more of a 4-5-5, but you are combining that 4-5-5, let's assume, 40 time with a smaller frame. And we're going to get into the pros and cons of that right now, but a little just, you know, I have to mention the pros. I have to mention the excitement here with the hesitations because I'm going to mention a lot of excitement over Marvin Mims. Explosive player. I think he's going to surprise folks with how much value he brings to the table. Sticky hands, excellent ball tracking ability, reacts really well to off-target passes, all right? And he had the opportunity last year to display the ability to, to you know, get those off-target passes with both Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams. So he went through a quarterback change, and he really was the consistency in that offense last year. He displays mental concentration when working through traffic, all right? He effortlessly pulls in balls through traffic, through double coverage. For his frame, he doesn't look small. He doesn't play small. Marvin Mims plays big. And that's important, right? 
He can go up and display fantastic vertical ability. He looks six two and a half, man. When he goes up and wins those jump balls, which he does consistently, the athleticism and vertical ability helps offset that smaller frame. And he does it effortlessly. He has an excellent post route. I love his post route. A really effective, good slant route. He keeps defenders on his toes with a nice comeback route, a nice out route. Smooth athlete. He works through his routes with crisp footwork. Crisp cuts, all right? He displays great contested catchability despite the size I've talked about that. So here's the question. Can Marvin Mims, one, test faster than he did because a 4.6 is going to be a killer in Indianapolis. And like I said, I don't think he's running a 4.6, but that's the verified time we have on him. And he doesn't look like a pure burner on tape, but he doesn't look slow either. I mean, he's quick. You're going to see. He plays quick. If you watch that tape, he plays quick. He plays fast enough. So the question is, all right, Solid speed, a smaller frame, does that drop him at all based on his explosive traits, right? Or are those explosive traits going to be able to balance it out? That's a question we're only going to find over time, but still somebody who I think we should be very excited about, somebody who's ranking high right now on the rookie big board, and somebody who should be a focal point of your summer scouting for the wide receivers. We've now talked through eight wide receivers, eight running backs here in summer scouting, we're going to get into some quarterbacks next. Make sure that you are in on the Rookie Big Board. All right, patreon.com slash Rookie Big Board. You can get access to all of these scouting reports, the Discord channel, chop it up with us, talk about these prospects as I'm releasing these videos, as I'm releasing these summer scouting reports. You got to get in on it. It's just three bucks a month, folks. I don't know that there is a more affordable option here for getting in on this type of sicko level scouting this type of sicko level dynasty and Devi cff content all right it's patreon.com slash rookie big board as always i appreciate you checking out this episode of the rookie big board